0: Are you enjoying our podcast on biblical parenting, but would like to hear from us about something that's not parenting-related for a change? Are you excited to listen to us answer random, off-the-wall questions that likely won't benefit you in any meaningful way? Well, then we're really glad you're joining us for today's one-year anniversary episode. It's Ask Us Anything. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it encouraging, Ginger and I would love for you to prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a monthly or a one-time donation. Our listeners, Savannah in Colorado and Brianna in Indiana, are both new monthly supporters of our podcast and are helping us to keep this show on the air. So thank you, Savannah and Brianna, and thank you to all of our supporters. Your support enables us to further our mission, which is to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. If you feel led to partner with us, please just go to genderhubbard.com support to donate any amount at all. Before we get started on today's topic, Ginger and I want to mention this week's giveaway in celebration of our one year anniversary. We are so excited to be giving away not one, but three bundles of all of Ginger's resources on Instagram. So for details on how to enter that, just go to at ginger.hubbard on Instagram. If someone asked me, Katie, what is the key to homeschooling with confidence? I would tell them three things. Number one, God's Word can't and won't homeschool without it. Number two, coffee, lots of it. And number three, encouragement from fellow homeschooling families. My husband and I have attended homeschooling conferences since our first year of homeschooling, and I am convinced that I wouldn't have the confidence I have today without the wisdom and encouragement I receive year after year. Friends, if you're a homeschooling parent or if you're considering it at all, I highly encourage you to load up the family and join us at the Teach Them Diligently convention in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and that's May 5th through 7th, 2022. Ginger and I will both be speaking, and when we're not, we'll be hanging out in the booth, selling Ginger's resources and encouraging parents to reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. For more information about Teach Them Diligently, go to TeachThemDiligently.com. Again, that's May 5th through 7th in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and use the code GINGER to get $20 off your ticket order at teachthemdiligently.net.
1: Katie, before we get started today, I just want to make sure that you saw that email that came in from Barb in Ohio, who took time out of her busy day to write Just to tell us how much she loves my quick tips about the onion goggles and Vaseline. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say thank you to Barb. Special thanks because that just totally made my
0: day. Yes, Barb, I just would like to say um, on behalf of me and all of our listeners, please don't encourage her.
1: Just don't. (laughs) Speaking of comments, we sure do appreciate it when you guys leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening, because that really helps us to get the word out about the podcast. And of course, we always read the positive comments on the show. So I think it's only fair that we read a couple of negative ones, especially since they relate in a sense to today's topic. One of our dad listeners wrote, I don't know if I'm outside the target audience or I'm being too critical, but I find it hard to stomach all the fluff in these episodes. (laughs) For example, it took nine minutes to get into the title content in episode 34, and that's the end of his quote. So after I read that review, Katie, I went back and listened to that episode and realized that dad was absolutely right. It did take Mm -hmm. nine minutes before we got into the main content. And Katie and I agree, we do need to be mindful of that. So thank you to that dad for bringing that to our attention. And hopefully you've noticed a change since then. And along those same (laughs) lines, another listener wrote, I really do love a lot of the biblical truth in this podcast, but things can get so far off topic in almost every episode. There are a lot of random personal stories that don't really apply to the content. And that's the end of the quote. Well, actually, it's not. She went on to say some things uh, about us talking about homeschooling, but we'll address that part of her review in an upcoming episode about homeschooling because we've actually had a lot of requests for us to do a show on that topic. Anyway, if you agree with these reviews and think that we get off topic too much and you find it hard to stomach all the fluff, then this is not the episode for you. Just go (laughs) ahead and turn it off because you're not going to like it. (laughs) But if you'd like to take a behind the scenes look and you don't mind a little off-topic fluff, then stay tuned because that is exactly what you're going to get today. Now, I do want to make sure we're nine minutes in before we read the first question. So I just want to say one more thing. (laughs) just kidding. Seriously, we very much appreciate your feedback, even when it's negative. We want to be an encouragement to you and be respectful of your time because we know, we know how busy you are. That's Mm -hmm. why we want to be sensitive and open to making changes that will make this podcast the best it can be. So thank you to these two folks for sharing your hearts with us. And again, we do hope you've noticed some changes that we've made, except in this one episode where your suggestions
0: are pretty much out the window. That's true. This episode is 100% fluff. Uh, but the idea for this episode came to me because I listen to lots of podcasts. I mean, lots of podcasts. And I'm always so curious about the lives of the people I feel like I know, but I don't know them. So, you know, it's a one way conversation. So I wanted to give our listeners the opportunity to ask us questions that will help them get to know us better. Not, I mean, not because we're so enthralling or exciting or anything, but this is just one way we feel like we can connect with you, our Mm. listeners. That's right. Katie, I'm
1: not even going to attempt to pronounce the name of the person who sent in the first question, so (laughs) Uh I'm going to give you the honors, and I'm going to try very hard not to laugh while you butcher it.
0: (laughs) Okay, this is Alina Gordyeyev, and I'm sorry, Alina. (laughs) I know I butchered that. And she she writes this, with all the routines and business, how do you keep God in the center? I like that. That's, I like that question. Well, we pray and then we pray some more because if we didn't, we <laughs> and our
1: agendas would become the center. In Mark 1, verse 35, we see how Jesus made praying a priority. That verse says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left his house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus did that because he knew he needed to seek the will of the Father before he did anything else. He knew he needed time alone to talk with his Father and to hear from his Father to set the course for his day. Personally, I have found that to be true in my life as well. Even when I had a toddler and a newborn, and the only time I had before the crack of dawn was the walk from my bedroom to the nursery, I would start my day on that walk, just praising God and thanking Him and asking for His help, because without the help of Jesus, who knows where I'd be.
0: Mm. Now,
1: does that verse in Mark mean that time with the Lord has to be before sunrise and that you have to leave the house? No. I know for a fact there are a lot of days that Katie doesn't roll out of bed until 10 or 11. (laughs) It's probably accurate. <laughs> I've never done that, of course. I'm always up before no. the crack of dawn, holding the distaff and mm-hmm. grasping the spindle. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know what those things are.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask. You know?
1: I think the point of the example Jesus said is not necessarily the time or the location, but just to help us understand that in order for us to keep God center, we have to make it a priority to keep Him center. Mm. and. That's not a one-time thing that we just check off our list every day. It's an ongoing mindset and effort to talk with Jesus, to read His Word, and to live out the truths of the gospel. And I can personally testify that when I'm pursuing Jesus above all things,
0: His work is more evident in my life, and He's more glorified than when I don't. That's right, Ginger. And you know, I've grown more and more in my desire to meet with the Lord in the mornings, you know, or early afternoons, if we're being really honest, but it hasn't always been that way for me. I've been through seasons of spiritual drought, and I guess more accurately, I've been through even years of spiritual droughts. but I kind of want to flip it around for a minute and offer up some encouragement for our male listeners. Uh, for the past eight years, my husband has prayed with me and for me every single night, And I mean, I can probably count on one hand the number of times we missed that, and it was probably because I fell asleep before he could do it. But his consistency and diligence in that area has made a really big impact on me spiritually. I'm just, I'm encouraged and convicted by how he can pray with me, even when we're not having, we're just not having a great day as a couple. And my pride just wants me to roll over and go to sleep without resolving it. But he prays no matter what. And that's just really humbling to me. And so it is without a doubt the number one reason our marriage is as strong as it has ever been. Now, before you think our marriage is all Skittles and beer over here, and I don't even know what that means, but please head on over to episodes 16 and 17. Those episodes are called When Marriage is Hard and they are our testimony about how God saved our marriage from divorce. So anyway, my entire point here is to say this, husbands, you have no idea how your prayers can encourage your wives and spur them on in their walks with the Lord. And wives, let's strive to encourage our husbands in the same way. Okay, end of sermon. (laughs) Good sermon, Katie. All right, next question. (laughs) Olivia Friesen writes this, Seems like you two have become good friends over the past year. Eh, I don't know, Ginger, (laughs) Um, can you talk about your personal friendship?
1: Katie, I'm going to let you start with this one. And if you say one thing about hot dogs, I'm leaving. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, you're not Unless you're leaving to get another hot dog <laughs> then, then maybe Olivia Okay, so my husband and I actually had this conversation the other day And I want to share two things about Ginger. One will be very obvious to our listeners And the other one might not be So number one, Ginger is just fun And you can hear that, I'm sure, through the podcast She has a great ability, a great ability To laugh at herself And not take herself too seriously She is willing to admit areas that aren't necessarily strengths of hers Like, I don't know anything involving technology really and she lets us tease her about it mercilessly and we love her for it ginger we do we love you for it but but here's the second thing and what you all might not know about ginger she has this uncanny ability to know what others are feeling well I'll speak for myself she can sense what i'm feeling and thinking even though we live in completely different states I know it's likely because Ginger is an empathetic person who just genuinely loves people, but I also believe it is because she's in tune with the Holy Spirit and prays often. So there have been numerous times in the past year that I have thought about something And, you know, I can't even think of a specific example off the top of my head, but I've had a thought about something that was bothering me or just didn't feel quite right. And every single time Ginger came to me within days and would say, you know, I've been praying about this. And, you know, then she would proceed to reveal my own thoughts and feelings that were made clear to her through prayer. It's uncanny. So as far as friends go, Ginger is a wonderful friend, and I'm just very humbled on a daily basis that God has chosen me to have this opportunity to learn from her and to share just this really fun podcast experience with oh, her.
1: Oh, Katie, that is so kind of you to say all that, but it's more than I deserve. What Katie basically <laughs> means is that I say really stupid things sometimes that the Lord shows me, so those <laughs> things have to be edited out, <laughs> and I'm thankful that when I'm not listening to what the Lord is telling me, Katie tells me, <laughs> and she's not mm-hmm. being the Holy Spirit or anything. She's uh, being a good friend that really wants what's best for me and what's best for our listeners. So I appreciate that. And Katie, I love how you always do it in such gentleness, Uh, usually using heart probing questions, which I don't know where in the world (laughs) you got that idea, Uh, Hmm. but there's been times that I'll have something in our notes uh, that I want to say on the podcast and you'll usually ask something like are you sure you want to say it that way? And I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) probably not. (laughs) Listeners, let me just say this. There are friends who tickle our ears and tell us what we want to hear. And those, those kind of friends are a dime a dozen, but a friend who speaks the truth in love should be treasured because those kinds of friends, are they're really hard to find. Throughout my entire lifetime, I can count on one hand the friends that I have like that. And I've actually heard it's a rare blessing to have just one or two friends like that in a whole lifetime. The Bible actually speaks to this issue in Proverbs twenty-seven six. That verse says, "...wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses." Yes, the Bible Mm -hmm. says that we're to encourage one another and build each other up. But it also says in Proverbs 27, 17, that we are to sharpen one another. That verse says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person
0: sharpens another. Well, I do want to offer one point of clarification, Ginger. I don't mean that you respond to the Holy Spirit only when you say something out of line, because you do that too. (laughs) But what I mean is is that you respond even when you have no reason to respond. It's just a thought in my mind about you know a direction to go with the podcast, and you've come to me with it before I had a chance to discuss it with you. So it's really cool to me to see how God seems to be knitting our hearts together. Oh,
1: yeah, I see what you mean. God does seem to prompt us in the same direction with this podcast a lot of times, which is yeah. really, really cool. Unity is evidence of the Holy Spirit working. And that's our prayer, mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit would always be working through us to lift up the name of Jesus and encourage you guys on this podcast. And Katie and I both mm-hmm. pray about that. And so we're thankful that um, that the Lord has knitted our hearts together and uh, brings unity in all of these decisions that we make about the podcast. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret regarding how you think I have this ability to know what you're thinking and feeling, Katie. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little something about yourself that you may or may not be aware of. I am good at reading people, especially to be such an overall non-observant person, I'd like to say that it's always the Lord that reveals things to me. But Katie, when you don't like something or you don't agree with something, you have this telltale sign that I've noticed. You have this sniff thing going on. (laughs) It's it's like this (laughs) barely audible, quick intake of air through your nose and then this slight pause. So like when we're talking about something, I might say something like, well, what do you think about us doing an episode on such and such? And for whatever reason, if you don't like that idea, you'll say, Okay, I'll put it on the spreadsheet for for potential shows. <laughs> but I know full well that when I get that old sniff and pause, it's not going to be on the spreadsheet.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. it's a good thing I don't play poker, Ginger. I had no idea that I I'd do that. <laughs> you totally do. Tell. You totally <laughs> do. But
1: it's all good. These are the kind of friends we want. One, two, mm-hmm. if they don't speak up when we're acting like an idiot, they'll at least sniff. <laughs> All that to say, I'm so thankful for Katie, who over this last year has become such an encourager and a sharpener and a sniffer in my life. (laughs) She's become a true (laughs) friend. (laughs) Listeners, (laughs) if you don't have a friend like that, pray that God would send you one. And if you aren't Mm. a friend like that, pray that God would make you
0: one. Yes, listeners, we could all use a good friend with mild to moderate allergies. (laughs) Is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: All right. So, Katie, we said, hey, let's do an anniversary episode on Ask Us Anything, and we'll answer a bunch of questions really fast. We've answered what? Three?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. All right. What's the next one? It was wishful thinking from the start. Okay. Amanda asks this, what are your favorite nonfiction and or fiction books? Mm, you know, it really depends on which month you ask me.
1: Uh, but for sure, one of my all-time favorite fiction books is Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. It's one of the few books that I've actually taken time to read twice in my life. And I have never met anyone who has read that book that doesn't list it as one of their favorites. It's just that good. Uh, but let me just warn you ahead of time that if you look it up, the cover is so cheesy. I mean, it's like one of those really bad Harlequin romance covers. It's terrible. But it's But it's so not. That is not what it is. I love that book so much that I asked my husband to read it when we were at the beach a few years ago. And he took one glance at the cover and said, I'm not going to read that. I, I wouldn't like that. It's a girl book. And I said, trust me. And he did. And he read it. And he loved it. Also, I'm really excited because this, I just recently heard that this book is coming out pretty soon as a movie.
0: I know some. Oh, is Fabio going to be in it? Who? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Fabio. You know.
1: (laughs) I can't wait to see it. I know it's going to be. I hope it's half as good as the book. It was just that Mm. good. Um, You know, I know a lot of folks say that reading fiction is a waste of time, but there are so many great fiction writers who God uses to touch hearts and reflect His glory with their talents and their storytelling abilities. And Francine Rivers is definitely one of them good fiction is my favorite way to rest my mind. I think it's because I'm a teacher at heart. So it's hard for me to really rest my mind when I'm reading nonfiction because I can never read a good book uh, without thinking, oh, this is so encouraging. People need to hear this. Mm. So with every book that's really ministering and encouraging and challenging me, I wind up highlighting and taking tons of notes so that I can share what I'm learning with others. So in a sense, uh, you know, that just makes it not as relaxing for me because it's part of my calling and my work as a teacher. All that to say, I love to read Christ-centered nonfiction books that God uses to work in my life and in turn enables me to share what he's teaching me with others. But I also really like to veg out with a good fiction book sometimes just so that I could shut down my brain.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: honestly, I used to feel guilty about reading fiction books because so many Christians will say it's a waste of time that you shouldn't do that. But God says that it's important for us to rest So I flew out of that cage a long time ago when I realized how much (laughs) fiction books help me personally to rest my mind. And, you know, think about it. Some people find rest in gardening. Some people find rest in sewing or painting or uh, watching a good movie or sports. And then there are those who find rest in creating spreadsheets. Katie and Bride were up way past my bedtime the other night creating a new spreadsheet for the podcast, which don't get me wrong, I appreciate. Katie sent a Mm. message saying that they were working on it and that they were in
0: their happy place. Personally, I think (laughs) they need therapy. That is our therapy. Right. <laughs> True. Up at two o'clock in the morning making spreadsheets. And Ginger, we also did let you know that we locked the spreadsheet so you couldn't make any changes to <laughs> Very it. Very well. We have to put child locks on all the documents and spreadsheets we sent to Ginger because she's dangerous. I am. You <laughs> cannot trust me with those spreadsheets. I just appreciate you guys letting me look at them. I mean, yeah, i we do. We you do. just let me look at them. I mean, your name is on the podcast. You can look at the <laughs> spreadsheets, but that's about it.
1: All right, I have a few more quick book recommendations, and then I'll pass the torch to Katie. If you like thrillers, which I love, I thoroughly enjoyed the book Three by Ted Decker, as well as Terry Blackstock's Newport 911 series. Those are older, but they're really good. Uh, I also loved Atonement Child and The Last Sin Eater by Francine Rivers, the one that I just mentioned that wrote um, Redeeming Love. She is a great writer. Obviously, I'm a fan. And I also love Sophie's Heart by Lori Wick. And as far as nonfiction, I'm going to let Katie speak to that. But I will say that one of my most recent favorites is Heaven by Mm. Johnny Erickson Tata. And Katie, I think you're actually the one who recommended that book to me.
0: Yes, that book changed my life. It's probably... In my top ten favorites from the past five years, I actually saw that book sitting on a friend's nightstand when I was um, at her house, and she was going through stage four cancer mm-hmm. at the time. And I saw that book on her nightstand, and I thought, you know what, that sounds like a book we could all mm-hmm. read, you know, at some point. And it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think I read an entire book for pleasure until I had graduated college. I mean, that's sad, but it's true. I I just wasn't a reader. In my younger years. Well, you know, that's funny because it's the same here, Katie. I was in my
1: 20s when I read my first book just because I wanted to. Um, Mm -hmm. I was always a cliff note girl in school, which I'm sure most of our listeners are probably too young to even know what that is.
0: Today, it would be (laughs) called Google. (laughs) That's right. Oh, yeah, we always had the cliff notes. Uh, I do read mostly nonfiction because I have this really... I have this inability to put down a novel when I pick Mm -hmm. it up. Last year, for instance, I read Pride and Prejudice in two days and basically ignored my kids and didn't homeschool them until I completed it. I was like, I'm sorry, (laughs) kids, you're on your own. (laughs) Like, I have to finish this book. And I can't do that very often. Um, I don't have that same problem with nonfiction, even though I really love to read and learn. So I'll have Heather put links in the show notes to all the books we recommend. But some of my favorites are A Praying Life by Paul Miller. I can't think of a book in recent memory that had more of a direct impact on my spiritual life than that book, outside of the Bible, of course, but that book is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Another great book I read last year is called Love Thy Body, answering hard questions about life and sexuality. So author Nancy Piercy, in that book, she speaks with such grace and wisdom into the absolute train wreck that is our sexual culture in America today. I really appreciated her take in that book. I also highly recommend a Lisa Childers book called Another Gospel, A Lifelong Christian Seeks Truth in Response to Progressive Christianity. I cannot wait for our listeners to hear from Elisa on our show. She will be our guest in the next few months, Lord willing, but I highly recommend you actually listen to that book on audiobook. Um, it's the best because Elisa herself actually sings on the, pot, uh, sorry, on the audiobook, and it's just beautiful. She's got a great voice. Currently, I am reading The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom for the first time, and I'm just enthralled. It's heartbreaking and inspiring and just— so good. I love that book. So I could go on and on about all the nonfiction books on my shelves, but those are just a handful of my absolute favorites. And I even thought— gender about starting a listener book club for nonfiction book nerds like me so y'all let me know if you're into nonfiction and you love mainly christian nonfiction i'd love to have some fellow nerds join me and somehow (laughs) chat about it i don't know (laughs) katie you should totally do that because you don't have anything else to do (laughs) no we can make a spreadsheet about it and then
1: talk about it love it no seriously i
0: love that idea all right what's the next question Okay, Beverly asks, what are your personal testimonies and how the Lord saved you? So Beverly, we actually covered all of that in um, all of our personal stories in some of our earlier episodes, so we want you to go back and listen to those. So in episodes one and two, we talk about how Ginger and I met and came to do this podcast together, and then we also shared some of our personal stories, such as how we came to know the Lord. Also, Ginger goes into a lot of detail in episode eight which is called When Teens Rebel. And that was about her whole experience, her whole rebellion as a teenager and how God used her parents to bring her into a personal relationship with Jesus. And as I mentioned earlier, you can hear about my personal testimony and how God saved my marriage in episodes 16 and 17. So go listen to those. And that's just the full in-depth detail about our our backstories. Yeah,
1: we pretty much laid it all out in those episodes. Yeah, all right, the next question comes from Angel who wrote, Tell us what is on the menu for your dinners every night this week.
0: Ooh, I love this question, but I'm actually more likely to be asking it, mm-hmm. <laughs> asking other people like, what do you cook? Because <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not the world's best at consistent cooking, and we are a family who enjoys eating out a lot, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And But I am a really healthy cook when I do cook, and I buy good quality ingredients, and I try to make really healthy meals which is probably why we end up eating out so often and throwing away lots of kale. That's what (laughs) happens here quite frequently. But I do have a few favorite meals lately. Uh, I make spaghetti bolognese pretty much weekly. It's kind of my specialty with my family of five. It has lots of veggies in it. And this recipe was given to me by my mother-in-law who learned it from a legitimate chef in Italy. So I'm basically Italian now, and I'm really proud of that. I also have a few really good soup recipes that I've been using lately. There's a buffalo chicken soup that I like a lot, a potato soup and homemade chicken noodle soup. Those are our favorites. And I also found a really easy bread recipe that I love and I make it in a Dutch oven. And also my kids are crazy about a cheeseburger stromboli that I make pretty often. So I have um, given all those links to Heather to put in our show notes for you guys to enjoy. Does your child struggle with whining or lying and you aren't sure how to get
1: to the heart of those issues and address them from a biblical perspective? Then I'm excited to tell you about a new children's book series I've co-authored with my friend, Al Roland, called Teaching Children to Use Their Words Wisely. In the first book, Sam and the Sticky Situation, children learn that there are better ways to communicate than whining. And in the second book, Chloe and the Closet of Secrets, they learn why telling the truth is always best. Both books have a parent page to help children understand why whining and lying are wrong and how they can always turn to Jesus for help. So I hope you'll check out the Teaching Children to Use Their Words Wisely series. I think you and your children will be encouraged. All right. So for me, this week was nuts. This was not the best time for you to ask me that question because I had several <laughs> pressing deadlines and I did not have a car to even go get groceries when I did have time. Our adult kids were in and out all week with lots of drama, some good, some bad. And when I finally did make a grocery list right before lunch because I was hungry and realized there was nothing to eat, I walked outside to realize I had no car. My husband, this, is, this, is so, <laughs> this whole week was just insane. My husband was out in his truck going to put but a note on an abandoned townhouse that someone died in because we knew someone that wanted to buy it. Uh, my daughter oh, was wow. out in her car shopping for centerpieces for her wedding reception, which is nine months away, because, you know, this has to be done (laughs) right now, (laughs) my future son-in-law had taken my car to go to work. And at the moment that I walked outside, when I thought I was going to be going to the grocery store, there was a tow truck hooking up his, which is why he had taken mine. So I had every intention of grocery shopping and cooking, but it just never happened given the car situation all week. On that particular day, uh, when I went out and realized I had no car to even go get groceries, I was the only one home. So for lunch, I ate a questionable bell pepper and a piece of toast and just went back upstairs to work. Yeah, it was not a good week. (laughs) Our whole week was pretty much takeout and pizza. So I wish you would have asked me about the week before or what I had planned for the next week. But
0: yeah, that's it, to be honest. I bet Angel's real glad she asked that question. (laughs) I mean, I didn't make all those soups this week, if I'm just really being honest. I don't even think I cooked once this week. But that's like, in the past month, I've made those soups. Uh,
1: Well, that's okay. That's all right. I didn't quite answer the question. uh, People will love those recipes, though, especially during these cold months. All right, our next Mm -hmm. question is along the same lines. Everybody wants to know what we're eating over here. It's uh, Crystal (laughs) Martin asked, what did you make for breakfast, lunch, and dinners? Did you stick to meal plans?
0: okay. Well, just to give you ours and then I'll let Ginger weigh in because it seems like she's asking you, Ginger, but our kids eat peanut butter and jelly. um, You may have heard of it every day for lunch, (laughs) every single day. I usually eat leftovers um, from somewhere that we went and got dinner the night before. (laughs) Uh, Breakfast, now for breakfast, we do tend to be a little bit healthier. We do overnight oats or, you know, warm oatmeal, or if my husband has enough time, he'll sometimes make eggs, pancakes, or waffles. Uh, Brian does make breakfast and lunch around here and I do dinner which is why we eat out so often <laughs> <laughs> that's good that you divide it up though that you you don't have to do everything yourself I like that he helps
1: ish yeah he does a lot more than I do if I'm <laughs> well she asked about meal plans I have always mm. been about meal plans what I normally do during my non-busy travel season because you know that's always throws things out of whack when I'm traveling a lot um, and what I did when my kids were growing up is I plan all of the meals for the week on Sunday and make my grocery list on Sunday. And then I go grocery shopping on Monday morning, which is really nice because it's never crowded on Monday mornings. Mm -hmm. And then I always like to cook a uh, large portions so that we could rotate leftovers every other night. And then we always had at least one night of takeout or going out. And I used to be a very Southern cook, not a healthy cook. Southern cooks are not healthy. We're talking Paula mm-hmm. Dean here. You know, lots of butter. I put casseroles with butter, yeah, lots everywhere. of butter, <laughs> and I pretty much put <laughs> bacon grease in everything, shy of cereal. Uh, oh, boy. not so healthy. But lately, I'm all about simple, less time-consuming one-dish meals. I'm all into this right now, and I love following several Instagram accounts that have quick videos and easy recipes. My favorite at this moment is At Meal Prep Feed at meal prep feed. And what I love because I'm busy and I don't have time to read these recipes with a lot of fluff is that they provide a one minute video on prepping and cooking just one minute and then you know you see exactly how they do it you can grab those ingredients and then go pick them up from the grocery store Um, and they put the recipe right there in the text you don't have to go to a website you don't have to sign up for anything you don't have to pay for anything it's all right there on their Instagram account and takes one minute to see how to do it again that is at meal prep feed on Instagram and we'll put a link in the show notes Um, as far as breakfast I have never really been a breakfast eater I typically don't eat until around noon every day, unless I'm speaking, because if I'm speaking, you know, in the mornings, uh, a morning event or before lunch, I just need a little bit of something on my stomach for energy. Um, Our kids are adults now, but when they were little, they ate a lot of oatmeal and cereal for breakfast and for lunch, like Katie's kids, a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and of course, hot dogs.
0: Of course, hot Mm -hmm. dogs. What Ginger isn't telling you all is that she also eats lots of hot dogs and um, even for breakfast. (laughs) uh pizza And this one gagged me. No, the barbecue for breakfast is what really had me. The barbecue and then cold Italian leftovers (laughs) for breakfast. It is an adventure sharing a hotel room with Ginger.
1: Yeah, well, (laughs) it's a culinary adventure. (laughs) Well, say what you will, Katie. But I saw you eyeing my fettuccine Alfredo that morning.
0: Oh, gross. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Anyway, the nicer meal that I put more effort into for our family has always been dinner. So breakfast was Mm. kind of fly by the seat of our pants. Lunch was, again, the peanut butter jelly hot dog, something really simple. Um, but I always like to put more effort into dinner. And I made that um, what I spent my time on. Uh, one of our favorite dinners is chicken enchiladas, homemade refried beans, and corn casserole. And mm. I'll have Heather put a, uh, a link to, for those recipes in our show notes. That sound good. All right. Another
0: one of our listeners asked, Are y'all reformed? Ooh, I'm really excited to answer this question. In short, yes, both Ginger and I would say we are reformed believers. And I do know that we have some listeners who are new to the Christian faith. So I will give a very brief overview. So the Protestant Reformation began in 1517 when Martin Luther argued quite effectively that the Catholic Church had to be reformed. The Catholic Church taught that salvation was based on works like pilgrimages, the sale of indulgences to obtain forgiveness, and prayers addressed to the saints, rather than grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. So I'll speak for myself here and say that I can't read the book of Romans or Ephesians or basically any of the New Testament and come to any other conclusion. There's no such thing as dead souls raising themselves to spiritual life. Only God can do that. I love Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. I am a simple person, and that just seems really simplistic to me. But I do want to say one thing while I have this opportunity. My zeal in relation to my beliefs has shifted, or maybe— mellowed in the past several years. I used to get really excited to listen to spirited debates between Christians with different doctrinal beliefs. And I always loved it when those hardcore reformed Christians would just absolutely bury the people who disagreed (laughs) with them on even peripheral issues. I just got really like spun up about that. But I've learned as I've hopefully matured in my faith that I can be edified by those with whom I disagree, as long as our views on salvation are aligned. Mm -hmm. Ditto, ditto, ditto. I could not agree with you
1: more. There's a lot that we can learn from different pastors and teachers who we may not agree with everything they say, but I do want to add that Katie and I would not be in a church that taught salvation through any other means, but by the grace of God, through the blood
0: of Christ, period. Absolutely right, and you know, as Christians, we can differ on infant baptism or eschatology or gifts of the Spirit, and we can be edified by preachers or teachers with whom we disagree. But that being said, Ginger and I have always sought a church that was grounded in expository preaching. So just preaching through God's Word faithfully. Uh, we don't get much from a sermon where the Bible only makes a cameo appearance. I just that's right, yeah. Okay, so Rachel Hickson asks, any new books in the works? Ooh, actually, (laughs) yes. Mm -hmm. Ginger and I, well, we have some fun ideas up our sleeves, and Lord willing, you'll be hearing more about that in the future. Yep. We
1: have two books that we're praying about co-authoring together, and we're just not quite ready to lift the veil on that yet, but you'll be the first to know. And don't forget that I do have two new children's books coming out with Al Roland in March. One is on whining and one is on lying, and those are actually available on Amazon for pre-order now. And uh, guys, we had quite a few parenting questions come in for this anniversary episode,
0: but we've decided to save those and address those on other episodes. That's right. And Ginger, we also talked about answering some of the questions we weren't able to get to today on Instagram. So you can follow Ginger at ginger.hubbard, and I'm at Katie in a corner, K A T Y in a corner. And again, for those who sent in general parenting questions, we got many of those when we asked you to ask us anything. Well, those questions have been added to our list, our spreadsheet uh, that we (laughs) use to come up with our episode ideas. So take heart. If you sent us a parenting question, we will likely answer it in a future episode.
1: Yep, that's right. But Katie, we did have one that was a super quick answer. Jessica wrote, what do you do with kids who are always asking for something to do? They have books and Legos to cut down on screen time. We live on seven acres. Help. And when you guys put help in capital letters, we really don't like to leave (laughs) you hanging. So that's why I wanted to go ahead and answer this one. Um, I've got one word for kids who are bored and need something to do. Chores. Just give them (laughs) chores. Have a whole
0: list ready. (laughs) Ginger, I've heard of families who have a chore jar. And every time a child expresses boredom with their body language or their mouths, They have to pull a chore out of the jar. And I bet, Jessica, you will stop hearing about bored children by the end of the week if you start doing that. (laughs) Yep, that's a good plan. Also, one more
1: thing. You could check out 1,000 Hours Outside. They have lots of productive year-round ideas for fun things to do uh, for kids who are bored. And their website
0: is 1000HoursOutside.com. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Amanda in Iowa, and she says this. I have four boys, and they are very close in age, but all have their own clothes, so sharing doesn't really work. When we travel, I write names on gallon or two-and-a-half-gallon for my son that is growing way too fast. Uh, I think she means gallon or two-and-a-half-gallon Ziploc bags, and place a full outfit in the bag. When it is time to get clothes on, they go grab a Caden bag, for example, and get dressed. This has saved me so much time and headaches. I keep a bag of bags to reuse each time we travel and then replace bags as they get worn out so waste is minimal. I love that tip. Hmm. That is such a great time mm-hmm. saver. Very smart. For parents and for kids who are trying to pick out their clothes. Mm-hmm. If you have a quick tip for our show, we'd love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to genderhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Well, it's been fun to celebrate our one-year podcasting anniversary with something a little bit different. Next week, we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Ginger, do you have any final words of encouragement for us?
1: I do. Uh, but before
0: we go, I just want to
1: remind everybody about the Instagram giveaway where yes. we are giving away three bundles of all of my resources. So, if you've been listening to our podcast and trying to decide which resources to get and you just can't make up your ni- mind, now is your chance to win them all. For details on how to end It's super easy to enter. Just go to at ginger.hubbard on Instagram. We hope you guys have enjoyed hearing a little bit more about Katie and me with our Ask Us Anything anniversary episode. And if you guys are sitting there scratching your head wondering why in the world you just wasted 30 or 40 minutes of your life, please know (laughs) that we will be back to our regular content next week. And we're going to try to limit the fluff so that we can encourage you to reach the hearts of your children and point them to the transformational power of Christ.
0: Listeners, thank you for joining us today and for this past year. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This really helps us to get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Do you have a parenting question? Well, then we invite you to submit it at gingerhubbard.com slash ask ginger and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode. And while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include links to all the things we mentioned in today's episode. While you're on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering both of her children's books, co-authored with Al Roland, at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Sam and the Sticky Situation is a book about whining, and Chloe and the Closet of Secrets is a book about lying. Again, just use the code PARENTING at checkout and get 10% off both of those books. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. Ginger and I would love to lead a women's event at your church. We offer a one- or a two-day conference, as well as a full weekend retreat. If your church might be interested in hosting our women's conference or bringing Ginger in for a parenting conference, please fill out the contact form at gingerhubbard.com, and we'll get back to you with more information. Thank you so much for joining us, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.